All right, we've got half our key to time. Where's the TARDIS taking us next? Uh, let's see. San Francisco. Cool. 1999. Right on. No, no wait, no. No, uh, Vancouver, 1996. No, San Francisco, 99. What's going on? Is the TARDIS confused? Sort of. Maybe? The TV movie is a weird nexus in canon. I mean, not everything plays by the rules of what came before. Well, I vote San Francisco in 99. We could visit Teenage John. Aw, thanks, little babe. (laughs) Well, I think at best we're going to throw the rematerialization switch and the TARDIS is just going to pick for us. All at once? Yep. All at once. Here we go. Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica here on NOTLG.com. Episode 16, Doctor Who, the TV movie. Oh, boy. My name is John, and joining me as he does every time we try to figure out who we are is Taylor. Taylor. Hello. Hey. And How's also, it going? It is, uh, oh boy, I am uh, rip-roaring and ready to go to talk about this, whatever this is, again. Yep. Um, but, whew, yeah, you know. Um, and also joining us, once again, uh, collecting all of the missing and lost episodes, is Ms. Lauren Bancroft. Hello. Hello. Uh, hey Taylor, there. how you doing? Um, you know what? I'm good. Today seemed to be a particularly frustrating day on uh, many levels, but I am putting that behind me in order to face the, should we call it, menace that is the TV movie. Oi, yes. How are you guys doing? Um, Babe, how are we doing? We're doing good. We, um, can I drop some yeah, news? We it. just put down a deposit on our own apartment. Yeah. Hooray. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. It's dropped off the check today. So yes. hot off nice. the presses. We haven't even posted it on Facebook yet. Yeah. So, uh, well, for what it's worth, John John did like tell me this afternoon I did. at like, lunch. He's like, dude, good news. I'm like, what's up? Uh, That's yeah. fair. Yeah. Uh, so. Very excited. Uh, we are uh, moving somewhat near the NoHo area, which we are excited okay. about so uh, kind of north hollywoodish yes mm-hmm. around nice. that area uh very excited we're gonna have so much space we won't know what to do with it so we'll probably oh, just buy some pups you'll find... pups yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no we will find our our second bedroom is going to be our um doing fun stuff place where i will you know record this podcast from um, and we will, uh, you'll probably also have a computer in there. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That, that'll probably be our Dr. Who themed room. Yeah. We got enough art to mm-hmm. go through that. So that's pretty much what's, what's going down over here. That's fantastic. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's been a whirlwind. It came fast and furious, but, uh, I feel like we're ready to tackle this and, and, you know, Taylor, do you have any, any big life? life-changing news? Of your, uh, of your I, don't, I don't know about life-changing life news, but I am 
I am definitely, you know, tumbling down toward turning 43. Ooh. Oh, yeah. It's a happening. Monday. It's a happening. Nice. So I guess we should wish it you happy birthday now happy on birthday. the air. Happy yes. early birthday. Thank you. And what a way to celebrate it. What a, Yes. What a way <laughs> to celebrate your birthday with a good old... 1996 TV movie. But before we get to that, let us talk about some interesting Who news. Yeah, no kidding. I was, I really thought this was a rumor at first, but no, this really looks like it's going to happen. Apparently, Peter Capaldi is joining the next Suicide Squad film. Yes, um, I saw this probably moments after it broke, and I shared it with with uh, Lauren and. Uh, we don't know who he's going to be playing. True. Um, but this is ve- this is a pretty big deal, I feel. I want all my doctors to be mainstream. Yeah. As mainstream as possible. But I also want them to be good. So yep. I hope this uh, Suicide Squad sequel is going to be good. I feel like it, it should be, I mean, I don't know. You With know, James Gunn at the helm, right? Yeah, I feel like mm-hmm. it'll, be, it'll be fun at least. I don't know who, I, I can't even like think in my head who uh would be playing uh or who peter capaldi would be playing in the dc universe well and you guys probably know the comic stuff better than i do but i did read somewhere that um this film is the reason why his hair is missing um and i've heard i have heard that it was done that way for some prosthetics interesting that's what i've heard that's very interesting oh well that opens it up a so bit, grain right? of Himalayan sea salt or whatever. Yeah, that man, that could open up even, I don't even know, I don't know. But either way, um, I, I was going to see this film already. Now I'm definitely going to start, I'm going to start to see it. I'm definitely going to watch it for <laughs> sure. Um, they just apparently had the table read today and production oh, wow. starts 12 days later. So the 20, what is that, the 23rd? Yes. Uh, yes. Scheduled for release August sixth, twenty twenty one. So uh, we won't be seeing this for a while. Hmm. That's fine. They're, ske- they're scheduling stuff as far out about as big finishes right now. Oh my goodness! Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, hot off the heels of being excited for the season twenty three trial of a Time Lord Blu Ray, we've now had dropped in our laps the fact that season twenty six. The last season of Classic Who is about to get the Blu-ray treatment. It's great. I love this box. This box looks amazing. Yeah, that's some good art going on mm-hmm. here. Uh, we have, is this is this art of uh, the Doctor about to smash uh, the Master's head in? Is that what I'm seeing? I think so, yes, yeah. because this is from... Survival. Um, this is from no. Survival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I will say, Taylor, I'm looking at this right now. And I, I was scrolling down and looking at, like, the different segments they have. And they mm. have um, a behind-the-sofa featurette, which I thought was very funny. They've just started copying us. Yes, I, don't know I know. I know. Um, I'm, I'm thrilled. They had a little promo video for it. And um, uh, it is Ace, modern-day, uh, running her uh, a charitable Earth Foundation, which they established as part of canon in mm-hmm. uh, the Sarah Jane Adventures. Um, and, and honestly, I teared up. Oh, This is my doctor and my companion. Friend, and... friend of the show, Taylor. Yes, indeed. For, first interview in front of the show, Sophie Alter. Yes. Um, <laughs> it, it just, it was a 
delight and it made me so excited for this. So now there are for sure two Blu-rays that I absolutely must own. Yeah. Oh, and that's uh, a great this is one of them. That is a great that's some great uh, artwork. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And and the link we'll have in the show notes does have um, uh, the video uh, promo yes, for it, it. So if you haven't checked it out, by all means, check it out. Absolutely. And it seems like we're doing uh, this a lot, Taylor. It, it It is. And this next one is kind of a big one because between the time we recorded last uh, and now, um, Doctor Who absolute legend, pure legend, Terrence Dix has died at the age of 84. Yeah, Taylor, I feel like you um, could speak on this a little more than, than I could. I just, in in my opinion... It's just very well, sad overall. Was he ever at a? Was he ever at a galley? Yes. Mm. Yes, I know that. I know that Gallifrey one uh, has posted, uh, you know, just a a little tribute and and shared uh, a picture uh, from when he was at the con at one point. Um, but yeah, I mean, for those of us who grew up in the classic Who era um, and who grew up remembering lots of the Target novelizations something about which I'll speak on that in a moment. Um, uh, Terrence Dix was well known for writing uh, a huge number of the target novelizations, uh, something like over 60 of them. Um, but he also, um, he wrote 45 episodes of the series. Um, he was script editor from 69 to 75. Oh, um, and that's he pure. Was a, that's uh, sorry to cut you off. That's all. No, 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 go that's ahead. all. Um, that's all Troughton. Yeah. Uh, six, 69 would have been that Troughton Pertwee transition ah. um, all the way up through 75. That would have been the beginning of the Baker era. Mm. Um, and then obviously writing, I mean, 69 to 83, that's, you know, second, third, fourth, fifth Doctor era. Yeah. Um, and it just was, you know, he was a huge, huge part of Doctor Who's history and Doctor Who's success. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, the time comes for all of us. And, you know, when this came along, it was a big hit. And I saw so many people uh, uh, in fandom and on Twitter uh, expressing their feelings about it um, from the, the, the smallest fans who, who remember her, his work uh, through just big names, Variety and Hollywood Reporter and, and, and stuff that you wouldn't think would be covering Doctor Who news. Um, it was so much that Terrence was actually trending. I think I saw Twitter that, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, and and I, I guess if that's not the mark of something, what is, right? Well, I mean, it, it, in this, uh, we'll have this link in the show notes. It um, He and uh, Barry Letts left at the same time as Pertwee did, but... It, and it says, but by the way, not before casting the unknown Tom Baker as the fourth Doctor. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I mean, a legend in Doctor Who and Classic Who, and uh, will be missed. Yeah, absolutely, without a doubt. Um, and and speaking, like I was saying, of target novelizations, um, I want to give a quick shout out to uh, El Tiburon on on Twitter, who <laughs> who I guess tweeted at you and was like. Look, you nerd! Here's some Doctor Who books. You want them? Uh, he, and, and they were old Target novelizations. Yes. Um. And I, I said, I think you. I don't know if I said maybe Taylor would want these. I can't remember. Or uh, maybe I'm not sure how the connection happened. But 
Um, I know L through uh, the fantastic sport of professional wrestling. Uh, through my good gotcha. friend Courtney, uh, I met her in um, in Long Beach when New Japan. It was over Fourth of July weekend. Uh, I met her and we became friends. And Lauren actually knows her too because after a New Japan event, I believe the next year or that same year, um, we went to Denny's. We went to Denny's and you were delirious. I was delirious. But they lo- they loved you. So yes, oh. that's how I kn- that's that how I know Elle. She's great. Yeah. Um, also, shout out to Courtney. Nice. What's up, Courtney? Yeah. Shout out to Courtney. <laughs> um, but yeah. Well, so she- are those on your wa- on the way to you? They they are yeah yeah she she was nice enough to be like yeah I will totally you know give me your address and I'll I'll send him to you and I I found like I think some tenth doctor novels I'll throw your way too that's great um, and I'm so like oh that's though. awesome thanks I'm like by all means feel free to send it media mail because that's cheaper um, yeah I'm like it's not like you're trying to rush him to me or anything so yeah she's she said that she was going to get him out last weekend so. Just hanging out and waiting for some old Doctor Who books to they, show up. They also looked to be in very good condition. Yeah, definitely. Which is which is even cooler, I think. And it's... I have no complaints because I like I grew up with a lot of Target novelizations. I had an entire summer. I think I devoured like fifteen novels in a summer mm, um, wow. when I was in my teenage years. Yeah, and and a lot of them obviously were Target novelizations as I was growing up. And uh, I don't have them anymore. I don't have any of them oh. anymore. So to have some target novelizations come back into my life and into my collection of books and Doctor Who books, um, I'm thrilled and I'm very thankful. Yes, we are all thankful for the sport of professional wrestling, which brings <laughs> us all together. No, I'm just kidding. Um, all hail. All hail indeed. Uh, oh, boy. All right. Well, let's do it. Uh, we are all here right. to talk about the 1996 TV movie, it's starring Paul McGann as the Doctor, Daphne Ashbrook as Grace, Yi Ji So as Chang Lee, mm-hmm. uh, and Eric F- <laughs> Taylor, Eric Frickin' Roberts. I was like, oh no, how do I pronounce this? Eric Frickin' Roberts <laughs> is the master. It was written by Matthew Jacobs and directed by Jeffrey Sachs. It first aired May 14th, 1996 on Fox Channel 2. Uh, That's right. (laughs) uh, And this is Fox's attempt to revive the franchise of Doctor Who. And before we, oh boy, get into this, we've got some story notes, and I hope these open some eyes here. Uh, Yeah, we'll see. Thanks to the fine folks at TARDIS Wiki. Go check them out and give them some support. Uh, This story marks the return of the Doctor's sonic screwdriver for the first time in 14 years, ever since 1982's episode, The Visitation. Ooh. Yeah. Um, despite, I think I, I think I added this first part, despite most everyone's <laughs> feelings about this story, teehee, it won a Saturn award in 1996 for best television presentation. Now I, mm-hmm. I, I want to kind of go back and see what it was up against. Yeah. Same. I, yes. Also, what that's is that's a very good question. Like the Saturn award. Is that like, it's actually a, like it's, it's a sci-fi award, right? Yes, it has nothing to do with the short-lived GM branch of their automotive division. Gotcha. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It's not like a participation trophy type thing, though. It's not like, yeah. you did so. it. Here you go. I don't think so. No, it's, think it's like a big deal. The Hugo Award. Yeah. I, I mean, I actually got, because um, I, I was press at San Diego Comic-Con, I get uh, emails about the Saturn Awards, and it's a, it's a pretty big deal in oh, the sci-fi right. community. So. Well, look at that. Yeah. 
I, I didn't think to look up what it was running against uh, in 1996. I did look up other shows that, you know, started on Fox or started on network TV in 95 and 96. X-Files, and, right? Uh, X-Files was 93. Mm. No, no, I'm 92, actually. No, 92, 93, somewhere in that range. And the, the anniversary of that just passed, and I honestly can't remember for the life of me. But yes, X-Files was going on at this point. Um, a short-lived um, Fox series that I completely Earth forgot two. about called VR5 oh. that nobody would know because in 1996 I was 20. And <laughs> what about you Earth 2, you know, toddlers still. What? I was not. I don't think I was a toddler. Yeah, I guess I was. I was going to yeah, say, I what know, about I'm Earth? just saying things because I'm old. <laughs> I was going to say, what about Earth 2? Oh, God, Earth 2, yeah. Oh, I forgot about Earth 2. My cousin James was obsessed with Earth 2. Really? Yes. Um, It had the the girl, and she was in some Neutrogena commercial. That's all I remember. (laughs) That's literally all I remember. I feel like these are all around the same time. And then uh, what was the Sequest? That was another one. Yes, Sequest DSV. There we go. (laughs) Deep Space 5. Oh, let's start a Sequest Pod, let's not do that. Um, really? Oh boy, no, I'm kidding. Um, all right, let's Pod move quest, on. Here. DSV. <laughs> okay. Uh, both the master and the eighth doctor state that the doctor is. <clears throat> oh, this is going to hurt. Half human, uh, with the doctor claiming, oh, it's on his mother's side. Oh boy, we'll get to that. Uh, I guess <laughs> we will so get to that. Um, this is only one of two Doctor Who stories shot entirely on film. The other being Spearhead from Space. Um, which I think, if I remember right, was John Pertwee's very first story. Yeah. Um, additionally, this is the only Doctor Who story to be shot entirely on 35mm film. Huh, that's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. Now, in the, in the creepy effects category, the original script called for Bruce's body to start visibly decaying after the Master's possession. Uh, this was later dropped when the prosthetics caused Eric Roberts' severe skin irritation. Eey. Ooh. Yep, the only remaining aspect of the subplot is during the hospital sequence when he pulls a fingernail off. Oh, right. and I, I mean, I guess um, that would have been a throwback to oh boy, Taylor, what what master was was that where they were basically unrecognizable? Oh, it, it was the um, it oh, was boy. the Delgado master. Yes, uh, and he and he basically had completely like melted. Yeah, he wasn't even actually played by Delgado. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, as the actor under the makeup at that point, um, but you know they they it's kind of implied that that was kind of like the end of that regeneration, right? So I mean, but yes, kind of, sorta, not really. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this story features the only instance of Doctor regenerating outside the TARDIS in which he does so without any external assistance. And we'll I didn't even think about, about that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I ne- I did not. Huh. Wow. Nice. Interesting. All right, Taylor, before we uh oh boy, before we get on into this, you have a world famous synopsis, so let us uh hear that, please. The doctor finds himself besieged by American producers hell-bent and well-meaning to restart the Doctor Who franchise. But is the planet ready for Doctor Who again? Can the doctor maintain his Britishness while being filmed in Vancouver? History may never know, and yet we have to again experience the Doctor Who TV movie. Oh boy! Um, so, oh, I kind of want to just sit back and just get Lauren's take on. This yeah, you know, she's the first. She's this, seeing it for the first time. This is because Taylor and I have have both seen this movie. I think Taylor actually the the version that I had 
that I gave to you was so bad that I actually spent money on two DVDs to You did. You were you were kind enough to buy the TV movie and ship it to me. And so I returned the favor with the uh with the 1960 uh mid 60s Dalek movie. Yes. The Peter Cushing movie. Which I believe yeah. we still have one of those to watch. We do. Now, um I actually just for fun slash I couldn't find my DVD, so we had to watch this in a different uh, format. I went on Amazon to see how much it was on DVD. New slash used Taylor, one hundred and six dollars. What? Yep. God damn. On DVD, I think the Blu-ray is coming out or has come out, so maybe that's why. Oh boy! But so we sat down and watched this movie, and um, yeah. Lauren, this is this. I I mean, I guess also Taylor. Where? What era would you put this in? Is this considered classic? No. It's like no. a mid, a middle thing. Oh, I don't consider it, it, it new. It is a middle thing. Well, right. So this is this is technically within the wilderness years. Yes, because so nothing happened is, after. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, classic Who ends after survival in '89. New Who starts modern Who. I'm going to keep calling it in 2005 with Rose. Everything in between is the wilderness years. Yeah. So, so th- this is our this is our one wilderness episode. But I will I will say this is the oldest episode you've ever seen, right? No. It's not. No, I've I've seen some of the first doctor and I've seen one Tom Baker. Okay. So one when Tom you Baker. S- one Tom Baker. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm kind of taking that in. It's a singular Tom uh, one, Uno w- Tom Baker. One scene of Tom Wait, Baker. Which one? I have to ask. Which yeah, one? which one? Um City of Death. Oh, that's, a oh great that's at least a good one. That's a fantastic one. Yeah. I think that was yeah, almost the lost episode, right? Yeah, it was so Glad great that I didn't watch any more for Dr. Woods. Wow. Okay. We will. So, n- well, I mean, you better change that tune because no, next week. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready anyway, to watch more. So when you, Doctor next week. when you watched this yep. and the credits rolled on this, yep. did you did you rethink everything you knew about Dr. Who? Um, no, thank God. Um, but I wish I counted how many times when we were watching it that I put my hands up and said, what? Yeah, that happened a lot. I can't confirm that. What? Uh, I was very confused by a lot of this. Now, um, it was something else. It it was indeed something else. Um, I mean, uh, I think my question that I will just present to, to the both of you is, is there anything redeeming about this movie um i honestly don't know i feel like they like tried to make grace like this strong independent character then they walked it back in one line at the end Uh, i mean they i feel like they (laughs) continuously walked it back throughout you know she's like uh you know she's like this badass doctor and like someone's like you're the doctor she's like yes i am it's like okay cool but then she's like Head over heels for the... She's, like, so thirsty for the doctor. It's like, what are we doing? You know, I finally find the perfect man, and he's from another planet. Is that the word? Yes. Is that the, when, yeah. the line? When they're on a motorcycle. Oh, my God. And she's, like, yep. making out with this guy while she's, like, he's crazy. But also, like, let's kiss some more. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on here? Um, yeah. I don't know. I just had a lot of... I have a lot of questions. Taylor, anything redeeming that you can think of off the top of your head? Uh, you know, off the top of my head, it was nice to see the TARDIS again. Um, oh, yes, because I you kind of... you watched this 
back in in 96 i would assume i did i wa- i watched it when it first aired Man. when it only aired i can only imagine um, that joy that must have been like nothing else also great tardis great tardis oh yeah, yes th- there there was a lot of i remember there being at least for myself a lot of build of ex- and excitement going oh my god this 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 could be a thing and i remember getting through it and going well, that wasn't quite as good as I had hoped. Oh. <laughs> this, um, this almost seems like your version of the Green Lantern movie for me. Oh. <laughs> Where all your friends yes. just look at you at the end and you go, I don't know what to tell you. Oh. They got to redo that right, though, babe. They better. Soon. They I better. feel like it's due for a reboot. They better. Um, yeah, I have a note I, here I, that I, just says, look at this TARDIS. Yes. I loved it. I, I will say, I like... While there are aspects of, like, the TARDIS console and stuff that I don't like, like, the Humanian era. Oh, like, yes. Really? What was that? What is with that? <laughs> the ov- the overall look of it, this kind of, like, analog, steampunky, you know, we're in a library. Yeah. But it's also the console room kind of thing. I, I did like that. I did dig that, too. Um, I-, I, would- I would make some tweaks to it, but that's just my personal preference. Um, and, and yes, it's, you know, Hey, the TARDIS is the TARDIS. It's, it's hard to go wrong. Although the whole, like, Oh, I've got this extra key hidden up on top and I kind you know, of the, like the that. Yale lock swivels <laughs> out of the way for the old style key. Right. And, you know, some of this stuff was a little funky. Yeah. Um, but on the whole, I'm like, I'll roll with that. Um, yeah. And that's about it. Uh, speaking of the, the, the TARDIS, uh, who has a better TARDIS? McGann or Jody? Uh, <laughs> I mean, they're both very different, for sure. Well, you can see most of one. Oh, yeah. I mean, zing, <laughs> but warranted. Yeah. Man. Yes. I really... Yes. I just think if, if they just made Jody's like, 30% bigger. Yeah. And 30% brighter. Yes. 30%. That's yeah. my magic number for... I know they're making not making Jody's Tardis sing. I know they're not like comparable, but I think this one is way better. Yeah, no, that's. I think that's a fair point. Now, if we get a gag where we get someone on a, mo- a police motorcycle zipping into Jody's Tardis and then zipping back out. Oh my god! What I did have... the guy say when that happened? I don't know the brakes. I... Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, it's it's. Yeah, I can't stop. Yeah, her. I have I have a note here, and it just says. Uh, that motorcycle gag was not worth it. <laughs> That's no, it wasn't. nope, not at all. Not needed. The payoff was not worth no. that squeeze. I mean, I think. I mean, this is almost like my end statement at the beginning. I think if we can be thankful for anything that the '96 movie gave us, it's Paul McGann for sure. Yes, even though this performance, which we will talk about, is insane. Mm-hmm. Um. He they wrangled him back in for big finish and he just nailed yep. it. Yep. And, and he's been yeah. running with it yeah. forever. And he, mm-hmm. you know, he loves it. He's the longest running doctor. Technically he's the longest running yeah. doctor, right, Taylor? Uh maybe. basically, yeah. He yeah. is, yeah, because yeah. He is of big because of big finish. Yeah. So ooh, they're really let's get into the story and the structure here. They're really just driving the point home. And I think another thing we forget to take into uh into context is this is a reboot of a British show that America is trying to get um, how many years of history at this point into a single movie. 
with 63 to 96, I mean, you're looking at what 33 years worth of yes, canon. Yeah, uh, we're so we we open with basically, hey, uh, the master, he's evil. The Daleks killed him, and or so we thought, or the and the Time Lords, they. I know them. It's cool. Don't worry. I have to travel back to Galfrey with the remains. But that was a bad idea. Yeah. Um, so, um, so so he, here's here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the TV movie and I'm going to mute that <laughs> intro. And I'm going to take literally what the two of you just said. Put that over it. Perfect. And I think the movie just got 95% better. Yeah. Um, I mean, thank you're welcome. You. So, I mean, they're really trying to drive point uh, the point home that he is a time traveler. He is reading the time machine. The record is skipping on time a million times. Let's not forget that he is surrounded by clocks. Now, if you yes. learned anything in Back to the Future, that means you're a time traveler. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, I mean, we also have to, we have Sylvester McCoy. Yeah, with and some great can, hair, which is great. Yay. So he's hanging around for a little, you know, a little bit. We get um, a crazy scene where we have, uh, oh my goodness, I'm mixing up his real name and his. Uh, oh, we Chang have Chang Lee. Thank you. We have Chang Lee, uh, who seems to be in a bit of, of trouble, and of, then of uh, the gang variety. I do love the. Where they like, Haha, yeah, we got away, and then these hu- these thugs are just in garbage cans. They just rise from the literal trash Ugh. to uh, kill all of his friends. Yeah, there was I guess. no grieving process for this kid. He just skipped right over yeah. the. Oh uh, yeah. Oh no! All my friends just died in front of me. Yeah. Um, and and let's admit these are probably the the softest softest looking you know gang members. Oh yeah, possible. Yeah, and as a Bay Area native, that very first opening shot where they're running across the street, I'm like, this can't possibly be San Francisco. The streets are too wide. Yes, <laughs> yes, and they went two ways. It just I isn't. believe. They yes. Were... <laughs> um. Uh, so uh, the doctor is is literally shot in a gang fight. Basically, I. This makes me so angry. Which is like, I didn't really think that's how the doctor would have ever went out, but no. Here we are. Like, like legitimately. Like, it, it's, it's, I, I was watching it and I was like, I'm ready to turn off. This is not, and I said it when we recorded this the first time, this is not the ending that Seven deserves. Yeah. No. Can we all just not agree, all. though, that it's um, a very American way to die? Oh, wow. Very topical. Yes. I we mean, agree with this, the, the Americans, you know, did this, so. You know, Even I back then. Speaking of, mm-hmm. you said it. You said it the last time, Taylor. I almost because I feel like either you or I have been using this Google Doc since the beginning of the show. I almost wanted to scroll all the way back to see what my notes were for it. Oh God, you're right. I think I might do that after this and see how they compare. That would be very interesting because yes, I think I think we we have been using this this Google Doc that long. Yeah, oh, crap. The revision it, history on this has got to be eighteen miles long. It has to be absolutely. Um, so the doctor is uh, whisked away to the hospital, and um, we got to talk about this. Is such a nineties movie? <laughs> like I think somewhere oh. in my notes, I have I just say. This is the mo- it, it feels like a 1995 96 film just yep. the way it's shot and all of that um but <laughs> we're introduced to Grace 
<laughs> who is crying a single tear. Yeah. Is this straight out of Pretty Woman? I guess. Pretty dress at an opera. And yeah. she's on call. And we got to talk about the slow mo- motion opera dress run that she does. Oh, it is yes. so over the top. So over the top. This entire so. entire scene is over the top. Yep. Where she comes yeah. in and, you know, also, I, I think I forget it was a TV movie because there's like some weird gags that only could happen in a TV movie mm-hmm. where like that woman mm-hmm. holds the phone up for her and then he hangs up and she's like, sorry, like, oh, it's a living, kind of like that. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly right. Uh, yeah, right. just very. And then, I mean, we're <laughs> we're operating on the doctor listening to opera. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, boy. This is just perfect television. That's my note. Can, can, can I just say, please, I, I, I need to say, because they they get the bullets out like they, they're making a point of saying, oh, the one went through his shoulder. Right. So it's obviously a non-issue. Yeah. There's nothing to get out there. There's there's like one or two others need to get out. But then like immediately they're like, oh my God, we got to operate on him for this, that, or the other thing. And it's like, wait, 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 wait. Why would you operate it all? The bullets are out. Let him stabilize. I asked the same question. Thank you. Yes. I said, what are they even operating for? So the reason they operate from what I gathered from, from, Giving my full attention to this piece of artwork. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait, anyway. you were giving your full attention. Anyway, um, so we get a lot the as if to the two hearts because they X-ray him and they keep going. Uh-huh. It's double. It's double exposed. It's double exposed. No, it's not. It's not double exposed. They and it's a dumb reason. And honestly, if this was a regular patient, if this was my uh, any member of my family, and they're like, well, looked like he had two hearts so we operated to see what happened oh man you bet i'd be getting a lot of money from that hospital right so they operated on him to see what was going on with his heart that was making it look like that like they thought there was something wrong with his single heart when it was well then why were, why were they going in on no idea the right side though no idea i don't know right i can only make three percent sense of this scene I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense. And the reasoning for them to. I mean, it almost feels like this. If you think about it, this entire scene is unnecessary. They could have just let him. He just could have gotten shot and just died. Well, I think they needed mm-hmm. to connect him when he was still alive to Grace. Yes, I think that true. was the whole point of it. And, and to to the two hearts thing. Right. 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 Because that was how. Grace finally believed that he was yes, you know, between snogging later. Oh boy, that he was, you know, the old guy who she killed. <laughs> the old guy she <laughs> killed. Um, By the way, nice Range Rover. Here's your here's your little uh, uh, exploratory cam back. Oh oh god, yes. When he's like, "What is this in me?" Ah. <laughs> he just pulls it out, and she's like, "So like, I have two hearts." When she was operating on him like they didn't take it out of him yeah that they seems just a sent, little they just sent the body down on to the morgue with that very uh insensitive uh employee uh will sasso oh yeah boy. very this is all always my favorite part of this movie is like will sasso's in this movie <laughs> because it was on it fox and they were like well 
Let's put a guy from Mad TV in it. No. Um, Which is funny because I think Mad TV had like just premiered like yeah. that year or the year before. I would love. I wonder. He seems pretty responsive on uh, social media. I want to like know about this. Do what, it. This scene. I want to know about him in this movie and how that went. All I, right. I don't Dude, know why. Do I just want to know. Ask him. Report back. Next Reach episode. out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ping him. I will. But no. yes, Will Sasso in this movie. Um, acting only like Will Sasso can. Uh, there's a bit when they're like, no one at the hospital is working and people are just dying because they're having a party. Uh, that's at least the conclusion I came to. Uh, <laughs> where he gets scared but reacts like 40 seconds too late. It's it's amazing. And it made the cut. Yep. Um, yep. So can we, can we just agree real quick when it comes to the doctor getting shot and sent to the hospital, that um, this kid would not have traveled with him. He wouldn't have been like, let me hop into the ambulance. Yeah, that did seem a little strange. Let me hop into the ambulance and travel. It's like, did he really want to, like, loot his personal effects that badly that he would hop in and sign documentation in the ambulance? Yeah, I mean, Bruce Bruce Who is this kid? Bruce says, uh, oh, I hope he's rich. And maybe that's when he's like, oh, yeah, maybe he is. I should. He was already in the ambulance by that point. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't know. It, it just makes doesn't, no sense. It doesn't make any sense. Also, I can't, I can't stress enough. He grieved not at all for his dead friends. His friends. They yeah. died. They he watched were, them die. They were all dead. Yeah. Chang Lee is a very, very poor gang member. Yes. He's also a, like a, a character that is all over the place. He just believes the master and then. <laughs> the doctor's like, he's been lying. And he's like, hey, yeah, you've been lying to me. <laughs> like within okay, so three let seconds. Me, let, me, let me make a very, I don't know. I think it's appropriate. I might get some flack for it comparison. Um, I think Chang Lee is the Adric of the TV movie. Ooh, goodness. Shouldn't he be dead then? He did. Well, no, but like, stay oh, forever. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. He does. He does for a short while. Yeah. No, because, because all I can think of is... And God help me, I can't remember exactly which story it is now, but but the master basically completely like befuddles and uh, tricks Adric into like getting on his side. Hmm. And I can't I'm sorry, I can't remember which story it was right now. But I just at one point where, you know, Chang Li is just, you know, completely being duped by the master and, you know, following his lead, I'm like, Oh my god, this is this is your being Adric. I mean, the master Chang was Lee also like, completely being Adric. what do you want? And he's like, a bunch of money. And the master's like, here's some sacks of gold dust. Yes. What is the exchange on uh, gold dust? Yeah. And also like, who, well, I think wh- it's all by weight. What establishment is like, oh, yes, I would accept two large satchels of gold dust from this uh, likely gang member. And I will give them billions of dollars for it. Yeah, that was a little uh... well, Maybe somewhere in a draft of the script, they were actually going to go back to like 1848 to the gold rush, where coming in with sacks of gold dust makes a bit more sense Maybe. than in 1999. Maybe. D- I mean, Ch- uh, Chang Li is a character that learned nothing. Correct. <laughs> Correct. If you really think yeah. about it, he learned nothing. Uh, he should have stayed dead. He. <laughs> I, I agree. I mean, I just I think, think it, it, I, I mean, think. not just because he was kind of a, I mean, useless character, but because he like, I don't know. It's like, what what a happy ending. Everybody lives. Good guys oh, win. Oh, my goodness. Justice once. Everybody lives. Except the master. All right. 
Um, yeah. And that one guy. And oh, yeah. probably someone else. Oh, yeah, yeah. And McCoy. Oh, and that girl. And Bruce's <laughs> wife. Man, a lot and of people. And almost the entire universe. Yes, but, you know, true. Also. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. So Chang Lee, the character that learned absolutely nothing and became rich and also had his life saved twice when the doctor's like, this is also uh, just <laughs> the an- another new thing that the doctor can do is he knows literally everything about everyone he comes into contact with. Yes. Yes. Do- you're going to be here next year, but don't. <laughs> what? On, it's on like, that test, do this. Is he like is he supposed to be like um what is what is that guy that's like your grandmother says don't eat peas and she, and then they're like she always told me not to eat peas. What show is that? Oh, like Cro- Long Island John, Long uh, Island Medium or something. Is it John Edwards? Or is that yeah, somebody Edwards. Is, is it John? That's right. John Edwards. She was always telling me not to eat peas. He's like, that's like one of his parlor tricks. And it's just so oh, strange. All he does is parlor tricks. I have no faith in his abilities. Yes. Um, so in Classic Who, has the Doctor ever done that kind of thing before? As far as like knowing very specific details about like individual, frankly, not impressive humans? Um, Not on a scale this large, I don't think. All right. Yeah, well, I mean, he's doing it every job, five Americans. seconds. Yeah. Um, goodness. Um, all right. Let's uh, let's talk about this regeneration scene. Twenty-two minutes into the movie. Mm-hmm. Twenty-two minutes. In. This is a long. This is a hefty movie. Yep. There's a lot of stuff going on. There sure is. So, including this Frankenstein regeneration scene. <laughs> oh boy! Which and, is and those 1996 lightning effects. Yeah. Yeah. Um. A, this is a departure from any regeneration before i mean i guess the graphics are a bit better um it looked like invisible hands were like playing with his putty face yes Yes. um official review yeah and we got the the lightning um uh, taylor what did you what are your thoughts on this i well one i swear i could hear bone crunching oh oh Uh, i could hear just a little bit of foley work during uh during that scene that's kind of cool um, honestly, and I, if I'm not mistaken, I may have made this comparison before, um, but the whole, let's contort your face and then overlay it a little bit with the new guy as he's contorting his face. Um, it actually reminds me a lot of an episode of the X-Files from the very first season where this guy, um, is sort of being haunted by the face on Mars. Yes. Um, and there is this weird kind of similar overlay where he's kind of contorting his face and you kind of get a, this overlay of, you know, the face on Mars, um, not the pyramids on Mars. That's a Tom Baker story. Yes, it is. And a really good one, Lauren. You should see that one. You should. Um, okay. It. It's funny. It's good. Um, anyway, but that's, that's what it reminds me of. There's obviously, there's no, not that we had Artron energy, you know, right. uh, uh, in, in classic who it's obviously that's a modern who construct. Although we do get something kind of like Artron energy toward the end of the TV movie, which I had forgotten about. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but the whole, I don't know the whole like lightning effect. I mean, it's, it's sort of in line a little bit with what we see in modern who, um, and, Oh, you know, yeah, a bit of the true. face overlay swirliness. It's a little bit of classic who it's it's this odd, like, 
I don't know. I don't know how to describe and it. It's, in it's, between. It's, it's, it is. It is totally in between. It's like when a car manufacturer decides to redesign a, a car in the middle of the model year, this is what we get. An odd in between. The Doctor Who TV movie. (laughs) Yes. And if I could get selfies of each of us making very strange faces for an Instagram post about this special, or about this episode, that'd be great. Okay. Are you going to overlay all three of us? Uh, If I can find the technology to do it. Wow. Interesting. But if not, Um, I'll just save the bad pictures. (laughs) So, I I mean, it basically goes... uh, Or to say, send us blackmail. (laughs) Yep. He regenerates. Uh, Will Sasso is watching Frankenstein, and while that okay, so I do th- I feel like this is kind of interesting, where we have the rebirth of the Doctor as Paul McGann, mm-hmm. while the rebirth of the Master is happening. Um, oh, mm-hmm. so the, sh- the short term rebirth. Yes. Yeah. So I mean that that's kind of interesting, um, but yeah, with Frankenstein, and then like we get teen angst Paul McGann screaming who am I my goodness which is just like yeah, he's in an abandoned wing that just they manufactured rain and mirrors and that was all that was a lot in there. of broken mirrors yeah that, what yeah. was going on there also can we just, just touch on the fact that he punched oh he, he punched several times his yeah. way through the door well the regeneration energy makes him Super strong. Super strong. Is that what it is? Sure. Apparently. Why not? Yeah. And then uh, Will Sasso passes out. Yep. And then <laughs> a later on, Will. S- I'm just remembering Will Sasso one-liners where Grace is like talking and he's like, well, I don't think he he got up and walked and went to a better hospital. And then he walks away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Will Sasso. But it's also like. In that scene, I don't know. I just find myself asking a lot of questions of like, is this really how things would go? And the answer is no. No. But like, I don't think the Not guy from the morgue it's is going to. TV in the 90s. Right. Like, the guy from the morgue isn't going to call up the head surgeon yes. and be like, hey, could you come down here and waste your probably very valuable time? Yes. And uh, take a look at this empty morgue cooler that I have here because I lost yeah. a body. So let's talk about what our eighth doctor ends up wearing because it makes absolutely no sense at all if anyone on this podcast or not on this podcast can tell me what person in 1999 that is also a doctor is wearing this as street clothes please 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 let me know Yeah, it's too com- too complete I, an outfit to have been pieced together. Well, like, let's let's also look at the fact that there was going to be a costume party happening that night. Oh, did they say it was a costume? Well, every I guess everyone was wearing costumes. I'm I'm pretty sure at one point Will Sasso goes, "Hey, other Mark dude," because I don't think he had a name. What do you wear to the? Uh, it was either party or costume party. I literally, I, that's how much attention I was paying. Woof. Is that a thing that people do at New Year's parties? I have never. Uh, uh, they dress up like in well, colo- I mean, what even century is this garb? Seventeen. Uh, it's 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 Edwardian. It's I mean, it's eighteen hundreds. I was close. I was one hundred years. <laughs> I mean, I think hey, it's a fine... when it comes to time lords, that is close. That is close, definitely. I think it's a fine green coat, but yeah, logistically, who the hell's locker is this? Yeah, I I mean, 
Yeah, it was uh, it was something. I mean, did we rank? Did where did we rank Doctor? Oh, was that us? We ranked Doctor's outfits. That was. We? This is where it gets complicated. Yeah. A very short-lived Doctor Who magazine podcast. Yes, we did rank. You mean an M A Solko? Mike Solko. Go check that out. It's on notlg.com somewhere. <laughs> Four episodes. Because <laughs> I was Enjoy. like, didn't we do this? We did a some? bracket system. Yeah, we did. All a... the doctors' outfits. Yes. Yeah. And I will. Uh, I will say later eight is is infinitely better. Oh my yes. goodness! Yeah, what he's wearing in um, Night of the Doctor. Night of the Doctor mm-hmm. is great, and also what he's just wearing in um, you know literally anything else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which yeah. is which is great. Uh, and then he also got a new look after this. He ditched the the long hair for the shorter hair. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, which also looked better. Yeah, good yep. stuff. Good stuff. I I um, really wish they had come through with that McGann TV spinoff series. I think that would have been a lot of fun. Maybe they'll do it eventually. I don't know. I don't think he'll ever be done. Yeah, probably he's gonna not. keep. He's gonna keep chipping away at that. I, I would like to point out because we were talking about you know. Would stuff really happen this way? And obviously for probably the vast majority of this, this story, no. No, it wouldn't. But I, I had never... There is finally something I hadn't noticed before. Um, as Chang Li is running out of the um, hospital and Grace is shouting for someone to stop him, out of, the, out of a room on the left-hand side literally walks a security guard. He turns, he looks back at Chang Li, and he just keeps on walking. <laughs> oh geez, I didn't notice that. Legit, you 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 can't miss it once you know that that's there and you watch for it. As he's running away, this guy walks out. He goes, eh, it just keeps going on. I'm it's like, a living, dude. You do <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's a living. Yeah. And then they uh, strategically placed gurney blocking oh the hallway. Yeah, yes. that that table on wheels is uh, your kryptonite. There, Grace, <laughs> you can't push it on out of the way Pretty there. Much. I mean, running in an yeah. opera dress that makes your boobs look um, crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Look, they did not look comfortable, at the very least. It's a corset. I never thought they were supposed to be comfortable in the first place. That's fair. It's just, I don't know. I think they looked weird. Sorry, Grace. So Sorry, Daphne Ashbrook. I mean, just some more story notes I have here. Just something that's very confusing is uh, Chang Li is liked by the TARDIS. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I have no idea why. Shouldn't the TARDIS know like who the master is? Yeah, the <laughs> TARDIS was playing zero defense this entire movie. Yeah, none. Yeah, um, very strange. Um, Can we just go to the doctor's wife and be like, "Hey, all that time ago, what the hell were you thinking?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Idris, can we talk? Yeah, what was that all about with your <laughs> with your? Uh, oh, we'll get to that in set design, I guess. Um, what else do I have here for? I mean, everything else is just I, is just the ending of this uh, of this TV movie, which I mean, we could just talk about now where um, both Grace and uh, Chang Li are dead yeah. at the end. Yep. Then they are they are alive again. Oh, we I mean, this movie becomes Indiana Jones real quick. Uh, <laughs> right. Am I right? There's just no boulders rolling down. You know, I mean, well, the, the Eye of Harmony looked like a boulder, so... That's true, it did. Okay, I'll give you that. It was just like, now we're in an Indiana Jones movie uh, where the Doctor... So Okay, so basically, the Master claims that the Doctor stole all of his lives, and he's going to get them back through 
um, strobe lights or something. I'm not really sure. Uh, yeah, and, and like a very lights and the clockwork orangey kind of device that the doctor is wearing. Ugh. Yeah, because apparently his eyes have to be open for it. Yes, he has to peer into the eye of harmony. I guess. Oh, it's an eye thing. I I get it. Hey. Sort of. Um, but it's crazy that that. Okay, Chang Lee. Yeah. Okay, it's crazy that Chang Lee is like. Yeah, I totally believe this dude who visibly looks evil. <laughs> yes. Like, he's wearing a very, very long leather jacket and oh, uh, sunglasses goodness. always. He, I mean, he, he clearly he's evil. Ter- when did Terminator 2 come out? 90, was it this uh, year? 96? Uh, Shortly uh, after no, this? No, Terminator, Terminator 2 was 91 or 92. All right. Holy crap, really? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Wow. I remember seeing it in theaters. I guess that's why, like... 91 that's crazy that movie has insane graphics well and 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 let's be honest i mean the whole the whole uh uh bruce at the window in the hospital that is a complete homage to the original terminator yes Mm. yeah like the whole thing like he is the terminator up until a point and then he's just still the terminator i guess yeah, well, he was, a, yeah, or he was the... just more bonkers. He was yeah. Terminator Master up until he's like, oh, no, wait, I got this. Yeah. I remember how to be me, sure. Which is just ha- hamming it up. Yeah. Oh, and I feel like we could spend a half an hour talking about just the Master and his various forms in this story. Oh, yeah. well, let's get into it. the safest way I can say that. The secret world of Alex Mack. He was a because I fr- yeah, right. I he, forgot about the master speed. He was a ghost snake. Yeah, ghost snake. That was great. Yeah, that was good stuff. Um, and then Eric freaking Roberts. Then he was Eric freaking Roberts. Um, which you know yeah. what? I'm gonna jump. Let's jump to the master. So usually when someone is is possessed, like you're like, yeah, that's fine for the most part. Like usually there is something off putting about them. But this dude just, he snored and annoyed his wife with his snoring. And that seems to be his only flaw. So well, I was he like. He needed a sleep number bad. Yeah, I was like, oh, this poor guy just got murder possessed by the, by the master. Poor guy. Poor wife had to sleep next to him. Well, that is just. Can we. That's not fair. Can we just talk about that next morning? Can we just. Oh, the next, next morning? morning yes. for a moment? Because, yeah. like. She comes all sweetly up to him, and he's. You know, there's just enough to take out of context, and you're like, "This is really kind of a creepy, kind of really wrong scene." Yes. Yeah, I love how she's like super hot and heavy just because she was able to sleep. <laughs> you know, I like she got, got a good a, sleep. Yeah, good night's sleep. She's like, "I'm down. Let's do it." Call me the master. <laughs> yeah, she was I'm even down to do that, which is probably a new thing for them. I am the master. You know, it's the long as it's consenting. But I have a feeling with the master, there wouldn't be a lot of consent. Yeah, yeah. So where he's just looking, not out through the window, but like directly into the blinds, like they're not. <laughs> drawn or anything he's just like this nobody well not and he's just like looking at nothing like what are we doing here he's he's contemplating whoever invented venetian blinds let's i guess and then he murders his wife i guess presumably that is that is what it seems it is presumed that she is very dead again lack of consent all right um what else 
What else in story and structure? I mean, can we talk about Grace oh, a little bit? Yeah, we'll get her. I'm let's so talk about Grace. Story and structure. Now. Let's talk about Grace. Uh, Lauren, what would you like to say about um, Grace? Um, that Brian moves out so fast. Yeah, he. Moves Anyone out. else? He like he acts so quickly. Like when she gets home, he's like. She's like, oh, he took my couch or whatever. It's like, this is... Yeah, he moved out real quick, so... He was already planning. He was looking for an excuse, frankly. Let's call it what it is. Oh, yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. I actually really liked the the interaction between the doctor and Grace when he was explaining that, you know... Hang on, I wrote it it down here. You You dreamt you could hold back death, like explaining, like, the crazy thing she wanted to do that made her become a doctor. I like mm-hmm. I liked that, b- but I wish it wasn't like you know he was like holding his his hands up to like he was doing the parlor trick. What is, was he? I feel like he's like you had a dream that you held back death. Well, like, that's just the definition of what a doctor does. But I mean, like Defies death, and she knew, he knew that she was a doctor. So okay, but yes, but he has been just saying random predictions of about people's futures. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, for him to... I guess that's about her past, so I guess, but... I don't know. I think he also, later... I mean, later in the movie, he was very careful to not say anything to her about her future. Right. So I don't think... I think that that was just him relating to her the, the fact that she's a doctor. Okay. Yeah, I, that so makes I, sense. That's what anyone who wants to be a doctor is. They want to prevent death. And I, don't, I, think it was a, I think it was a good moment. It was a good moment. It felt like that was the first time he was like starting to get kind of comfortable with who he had become. Yeah. After he um, nearly assaulted her in uh, the parking garage. Oh yes. <laughs> to like. No means no. Yeah. Very didn't like that. Also, and in then the, he like unbuttoned his shirt and ripped something out of his chest. Right. That, that was a lot going. Arguably on there. that she put there, but that's not the point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> How are we going to convince the uh, the one of the main characters that? Uh, this is the same guy. I don't know. Have him rip something that she put there out of his chest. All right. Great. Write it down. Yeah. She's just <laughs> super on the rebound. This whole Within movie. minutes. Yeah. She's like, yes. well, that wasn't working out. Also, <laughs> she minutes. like, she like really, she quits. Yes. She up and quits over this. <laughs> the two hearts thing. Yeah. He has two hearts. I don't know. I'm going to quit. You all right, sure. And he like lights the picture on fire. No. Yeah. Uh, can, can we address something there just for a second? Because yeah. really, curling up a, a an X ray, lighting it in a building, and just tossing it <laughs> in the trash bin. Yeah. Nineteen ninety six, baby. They probably have good insurance too. We don't care. You, you better hope. Yeah. You better hope for what's going on in that hospital. Yeah, I have to mention the fact that they've got an entire wing that apparently you can get into yeah. full of stuff that you can hurt yourself on, plus creepy doll babies. Oh, yeah, there were creepy doll babies in there. Mm-hmm. That's like, weird. What the heck? I feel like that'd be more secure. Like, you almost feel like there could be, like, viruses hanging out in there. Or, you know, with creepy doll babies, I mean, it could be ghosts for all I know. Very true. Very true. Let's just shoot the whole thing in night vision, and it's an episode of Ghost Adventures, okay? Yes, I will. I want to say something about the music. It had that piano that was in like every 90s show ever, like the Casio electric keyboard, and it would just play throughout different scenes. The music in this was insane. It was so overbearing. 
Yeah. It really was the entire movie. For every, well. Every, no, every scene I thought yeah. was too much. I'm like, this is really, really too much. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was something else there. Taylor, you got anything about the music? Um, no, you pretty much, you pretty much nailed it. I mean, I liked the bit of piano we got in the theme. Yes, the, the theme was interesting. I think like, I was like, I like, I like it, but I I don't know. It was just, I didn't love it. And also like, it just felt like. We were trying to get everyone's name in the classic Who uh, intro, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "This is a lot." Well, and uh, yeah, I, I think I think the rest of the music wasn't particularly notable, mm. but I think the the chase music where on, where they're on the police bike is very American. <laughs> yeah, like, there's no mistaking it. That is that is American movie chase music. Ugh, ugh. Yeah, too I'm, much. I, I'm looking at my uh, my look and feel notes here. I have nothing for costume design. I feel like we've already spoken about uh, yep. Paul McGann's outfit, and we've talked about the the Terman Master. Uh, <laughs> I'll be right over here. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean the M one thousand. Yes, um, I will say um, Chang Lee's. I didn't when he was a corpse on the floor. I went, hey, those are nice shoes. Um, his o- shoes. Only were cool. time we saw them, maybe. I think so. Yeah. Um, Possibly. Yeah, I don't really have uh, have anything too crazy for that. We've talked about all the visual effects. Uh, let's talk. There, hold on. There is one visual effect I do want to bring up because I, I didn't bring it up before. And it happens right in the beginning where we, over that, that monologue that we are going to replace with the one that you two Yes. Um, how we, we transfer from the snake eyes to this very strange kind of prison restraint and then it explodes, and I'm like, "What the flip is going on?" Because I'm so lost. <laughs> yeah, there was. Um, There's a weird transition. Yeah, I have. I don't know what. I don't know what's going on with that. Oh, also, what do we think of the uh, the Doctor Who logo? This one was pretty different, right? Eh, maybe not too different. I, I mean, don't remember. Forgettable. All right. Yeah, guess so. <laughs> Taylor, it's not neon. It's not sparkles. Very true. Nailed it. If I can throw, if I can throw <laughs> back to that, yeah. that's got to be my favorite sketch ever. Yeah. That's, it's such a good. Are you guys doing that? At, yeah, we are. Perfect. Oh, um, remind me to yes. plug that at we the will, end of this. We will plug that yes, at the end. Of this. Um, Definitely. That references to the idiot lantern sketch. Yeah, the idiot lantern sketch. Such logo of Doctor Who. Such so a great, good. great sketch. So great. Anyway, written by Bob Mitch. <laughs> good, good job, Bob. Great job. Great job, Bob. Uh, we talked about the TARDIS console room. Um, I actually have a note here that says, I think I like the idea of it, but not the execution. Um, mm-hmm. I guess, like, I'm I'm looking at that, I go, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. But, like, the more I think about it, like, he could just, you know, he had a lot of room in there. He's just walking around, just sitting in a chair, having some tea. Mm-hmm. Just a big old TARDIS console in the middle. Um, I mean, let's let's be honest. In a lot of ways, it's... It's like Capaldi's uh, console room. So glad you said Capaldi it. Capaldi had levels. Yeah. Correct. If you went with a flat design, if you went with a flat one-story design, you would have something more akin to this console room. Absolutely. Yeah, I was thinking about that earlier. Um, nice. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, books, library-esque. But obviously, mm-hmm. you know, 12s is a lot more futuristic. 
Oh, for sure. Less steampunky, which is more throwback. But yeah, yeah. definitely the, the mm-hmm. library vibe, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the cloister room. Oh, right. Which is where the I, and I put IR Harmony. I don't know what's going on. I was just so excited, you guys. The Eye of Harmony, as in we, we were in an Indiana Jones movie all of a sudden. Um, that room is insane. Just the absolute, the absolute state of that room. Um, was crazy. I just, I, it, it, it was kind of like it had the stairway that kind of looked like an old church. And then it had the staffs and then the big eye in the middle. But I think the best part about it is like, you didn't look into the eye. You looked into at the thing after you removed the staff. Like you never actually looked yeah. into the thing that opened. Mm. Well, let, let, let's just be honest. he, he this isn't really the cloister room. He's got a Fry's Electronics. Oh, my goodness. This is a Fry's Electronics. Wow. Have you never been to a Fry's Electronics? No, I have. Oh, okay. I was like, have you never been to the... your best buy? Like, do, strange... do they have strangely designed ones in Southern California, too? Yes, they do. Okay. At Fry's. Guaranteed. Pew, pew, pew. Do you remember those commercials? Come on. I do. I totally remember those commercials. I'd forgotten about them until you just did the pew, pew, pew. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, this uh, definitely, I mean, you go down a couple of aisles and you find some CDs and you go, these are these are kind of priced all right. What is that guy doing to that other guy? Um, yeah, I mean, whatever. <laughs> uh, characters. Um, oh, boy. All right. Here we Go. Let's talk about some of the lore that we get for this doctor. One of the big things, and I think the biggest thing, is that he's half human or something, whatever. <laughs> yep. Taylor, when, just... you, when you first heard that back in 1996, what did do you remember what you thought? Can you yes, say it on it's... our PG-rated show is what I'm saying? No. No, I can't. I can replace uh, some of the words with with you know PG rated words like like what the butterball turkeys are you talking about? Yes, um, because I instantly went no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, no. I literally noped my way out of it because it's. I mean, it's like the whole like you're basically just stealing Spock being half human. Yeah, which is that, that's literally all you're doing. Yeah. Um... Very, like I remember hearing this even before I I uh, I had seen the movie. I remember there was the whole half human nonsense, um, and I feel like they've retconned that, right? Yes. Yeah, I feel like at this point they were like, "Oh, uh, never mind." Never mind. He, it <laughs> was much. half some. I don't know. Um, they were yeah. under the influence of the Mara or something. Yes. Now. Uh, Lauren, when you heard that, had you previously known that information that yes. this was part of the? Um, what was it like hearing it uh, said out loud uh, on Doctor Who? Not once, but I believe two times by the Master and also the Doctor. Um, I mean, uh, dumb. Yeah, but it's also that was the justification for the TARDIS quote unquote liking Chang Li. Yes, because which... the TARDIS is recognizes the human part of the Doctor, and he recognizes that Chang Li is human. I mean, that's what it sounded that like. Sounded like the justification for it, but which is yes. terrible. But if that isn't the justification, then 
the TARDIS just plain like Changli. Yeah. I don't This well, kid is I, just like flapping I, in the breeze and like whatever direction someone's After he like, got his neck broken. I do go, remember that scene. Go he's that way. Flapping in the breeze. I'm just saying he's easily swayed. Yes. Well, let me, let me, let's also point out because I, I think what happens is that uh, the master pulls the staff out of the Eye of Harmony retinal scan, yes. whatever it is. Changli looks into it and he goes, oh my God, it worked. Oh, that's right. The doctor's half human. So why, let me posit this question for a second. Why on earth would the ancient race of the Gallifreyans, because we are yet babes in space compared to them, um, set up this, we'll call it a security system, because you don't want just anyone opening the Eye of Harmony. It's the, basically the core of a black hole. Right. Um, to recognize a human. Or did the Doctor hack the system? I don't know. I have no idea. But I, I am a little upset that you called this babes in space and not pigs in space. Well, you're right. Pigs are very Pigs smart. In, uh, space. in space. <laughs> Hi, anyway. Kermit the Frog here. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. It's just like, do you think whoever wrote this was like, eh, he's not a relatable if he's an alien? Maybe, probably. He's got to be like half human or something. That's I like how your American. That's how voice. the person who uh, wrote yeah. this sounded. Um, then will bring that uh, that kid back to life with the I don't know the energy ball out of the thing. Nice. My my only thought is that it was written faithfully, and then some studio exact went, "Eh, we're not going to be able to make this relatable." Yes, if he ain't part human, you uh, know, nobody's going to want just an alien. He's got to uh, he's got to be half human at least. What are you talking about? This is the 1930s. We got to do this <laughs> big with a musical. Maybe a qu- a quarter human. Maybe a quarter a qu- human. A quarter human. Anyway, and it's and dumb. It two bits. It's very dumb. It is. It's um, completely. Now, what did we think of Paul McGann as the Doctor? And I, I guess let's let's because uh, you know all of our Doctors are insane after regeneration for a little bit. Um, I'd say maybe when he finally, when they go for that walk, which is basically they just walk seventeen feet to some trees outside of her house. And I do love when she's like, leave me alone. And she just runs back into the house where he can easily see where she went. Um, so it's just like he just walks back up to the house. That was also creepy. He's like, Grace. And he like walks through the window. <laughs> he walks yes. through the window. Yeah. And yeah, that was great. Yeah. A lot of uh, boundaries were crossed. Yeah. Physical boundaries Definitely. were crossed. Yeah. Metaphysical ones too, I think. Very of the time, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but what did we think? Of, I guess from that point on, what did we think of Paul McGann's performance as the Doctor? Or as a whole? I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. I mean, I think he was Doctory uh, once he kind of got yeah. in, gone into it a little bit. He had to push past the whole, I have no idea who the hell I am. Yeah. Um, kind of thing. But I think once he like kind of remembered everything, I was like, okay, this feels Doctory. This feels like new Doctory. Right. Which he was. Yeah. So. Taylor? Uh, I'll, I'll agree with that. I mean, it, it was doctory, but but Lauren's right. New doctory. It didn't feel like, you know, when things started clicking with McCoy or with 
when things started clicking with uh, Davison or, um, and you know, there's a particular feel. It's one of the things we, I think, I, I think I speak for all of us. So one of the things we'd like about Dr. Who is that, you know, the doctor is with it enough to go into a situation and, you know, see the possibilities and go, I know what's going on. I know how to handle this. Here's, here's what we need to do. And, I think most of the time when we get a regeneration story, we, we get to a point where that, that does click and the doctor switches on and we're like, Oh, here we go. Here's the doctor. Yeah. You know? And I don't, I don't know that we get all the way there with McGann. Mm-hmm. Um, we start getting there. That's for sure. And I think that's where it's like, Oh, well this is okay. This, this is a little different. He's still kind of finding his way still through, he gets the job done, obviously. Um, but I don't, I don't, I, I personally, I didn't feel like we get this moment where it's like, you know, the gears click and mesh together and it's like, all right, now we're rolling at full speed. I think that probably comes along further as you get into big finish. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. But looking at just the story, we see the beginnings of it. Well, I don't think we get all the way there. So here's something I just thought of, and I will pose another question. Do you think. If in 1995, when they wrote this, they went, maybe this would be better as a series. Do you think it would have been more successful if they had been, not been like, we got to get all this information out in 88 minutes? Right. Maybe if they let it uh, span over, I mean, this is 1995, 22 episodes. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, that's An what American it would be. Season. That's what it would yeah. be. We'd have to, you know, just do you think we would have this would have been remembered more fondly, or do you think it would have been like, we got 22 episodes of garbage? I mean, do you think we would have... Was that even ever a possibility? I'm sure they did a TV show. They did a, a, a TV um, movie to, like, test the water to see how it went. I'm just saying, yeah. like... I don't think it ever would have been, like, American. Americans are taking over Doctor Who in TV form. Right. I, but, I mean, I think what I'm trying to say is, like... Uh, well, do you think it's because it was an already established property? They're like, let's try one thing and see if it works instead of like, so I can speak. Go ahead. Oh, I, I was going to say, I can speak to this a little bit because I remember my very first Gallifrey one sitting in on a panel with Paul McGann talking about just this. Oh, um, and if I remember it correctly, um, the TV movie was basically a testing the waters. Now he had been, um, you know, hired on um, kind of with the expectation that um, if it got a good reception, um, I think there would at least be a 13 episode order. I feel like I remember hearing that. Yeah. Does that sound familiar? That does sound familiar. Uh, and it was because, because he was talking about it. He had, made the plans he'd actually i think moved his entire family to vancouver yes i do remember that as, as well as in preparation basically and then obviously it didn't get the reception they were hoping for right and it all fell through and it's like well shoot now we just moved to vancouver yeah okay i do recall that um, um what would we have gotten out of even just a 13 episode season of doctor who boy that's tough to say yeah because you've established a bunch with this TV movie, this quote unquote pilot, as it were. Yeah. Um, that really could have strangely affected modern who 
Oh yeah. Had we gotten Modern Who as we know it, even. Yeah. If it was more than just a TV then, movie that you know talked about yeah. him being half human, it could be canon. We couldn't even fight it. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine that. Maybe they couldn't universe. have retconned it if they kept it up for true a long time. Very true. Okay, that was just something I randomly thought of. Um, I hold out hope question. for a limited series. I don't know. With I McGann. mean, I think they had the chance, and then they just didn't do it. I mean, I would love it. Don't get me wrong. I think that would be super cool. Mm-hmm. But I think one thing that would that I think it would have to be like on BBC Street. It couldn't be like on BBC proper, just because I feel like maybe one of the reasons they didn't do it is because they don't want to take away from the current actual Doctor. Mm-hmm. They don't want to start the the uh, like the conversation that this show is so much better than Doctor Who. I feel like yeah. that's just where I'm coming from. Well, I'll take more. I could see it being webisodes. a web series. I'll yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll I take mean, more. I, like fingers crossed that BBC just says we're going to have our own streaming service and here's all this original content. But they're a publicly funded thing, so I don't think they could actually do that, right? Um, I don't. No, I, I don't know that they could do exclusive. I have no idea content through. I'm honestly not sure. I I need somebody in England who's not focused on the absolute garbage fire that is going on in British <laughs> politics right now to take a break from that to try and explain this to me. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think that's going to happen right now. I Maybe think, down yeah, the road. I think that would be amazing if that if that did happen. If they did have a Palm Palm again, uh, Eighth Doctor Adventures live action, I think that would be so cool. I think he absolutely deserves it or like what if uh, what if they do an eighth doctor christmas episode or new year's episode? oh that would be How cool great would that be? but I, like keep cool. it under wraps keep it under wraps yeah. bbc don't spoil it i mean they did a very good job of not letting us know that he was going to be in a in a mini episode well, that was a seven minute mini though that, i mean yeah, still that, that was it no one knew minutes. to be looking for that i mean everyone's going to be looking for you know, behind-the-scenes pictures of filming of the Doctor yeah, Who Christmas true. special. True. Or um, New Year special, again. Typical. Yes. Uh, shall we talk... Do we have any other thoughts on Paul McGann's Doctor? I just have... He's apparently an advanced motor- motorcyclist. Um, yeah, great. Yeah. You know, mid-first day of regeneration. Sure. Um, it's, it's, it's his half-human side. Yeah. Yes. I I think something that I wish that I had done when I watched it the first time, I'm sure it won't be the last time that I watch this, but I wanted to keep... It might be. It it very well might be. (laughs) But I wanted to make a list of everything that is mentioned in this that we either don't see again or don't hear of again. Right. Or something that hasn't happened until this. So something that didn't happen in Classic Crew and didn't happen again in New Who. Right. Like... Does the master ever spit poison again? Oh, yeah. <laughs> is that a thing that he's ever done or has done since? So here's, I don't think so. Here's again, let's just let's just uh, talk about the master for a little bit. Besides, you know, he apparently also is a mind reader a little bit, it seems. Um, he well, is, let's, let's look back to the Delgado era. Yes. And he was very much into, you know, hypnotizing and mind control, so... Yes. I'll give him that. So uh, I almost feel like the people that wrote this had a list of characteristics of what this... 
Oh, he's uh, oh, he can hypnotize people, and he's got weird eyes. Uh, he should probably spit acid too, right? He's a snake. He's a ghost um, snake too. He's a ghost snake. Ghost snake sometimes. Um, Alex Mack puddle. Alex Mack. That's a show on on Nickelodeon. The kids love that. Or it will be soon. I think it's in the right era. Oh, great. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't think he. Uh, I mean, we you know we got the um, the hypnotizing stuff. We got all that. I mean. But the spitting of acid and also the freezing of people with acid. Remember all the cops and they're like, oh, Ugh. yeah. Yeah. A different oh, type of acid yeah. that affected other uh, in, like a line of cops with guns drawn in a different way. And also that acid was just not acid. It also was uh, apparently put them under mind control. Yes. Remember that time that Grace became a black eyed kid? Good times. Yes. Yeah. That's so strange. So, anyway, that's, uh, I said what a lot, and uh, I will say it, say what a lot the next time I watch it, if ever. I will say, um, Eric Roberts and Gallifrey Garb is absolutely amazing. He, um, that that was pretty good. He definitely rocked it. When he came out, that was like a very... I laughed really hard. It was a great entrance. Yeah. Also, like, are those the doctor's rubs? I would assume so. Okay. Yeah. Just checking. Um... I don't really have a lot for anybody else. I do have one thing for when Chang Lee enters the TARDIS for the first time. I actually really liked that scene because he walks in and he's like, what? Like the just the acting he does with his face yeah. is, is both mm-hmm. a like, nope, and a well, and then takes a walk around the TARDIS. I really liked that. Nice. I thought that was fun. Also, um, although you- how is the master just seemingly getting in and out of the TARDIS randomly at all times? Right, because Changli's got the key. Yeah, but he doesn't, like the first time he doesn't have, Changli has the key but lets himself in, but the master yes. is there already. Exactly. It's very strange. There's no proper reason for that. Fair like enough. I said, the TARDIS is playing no defense here. Yeah, absolutely. None. True. Um, Taylor, do you have any other character notes? Not a one. All right. Um, I, my miscellaneous although, notes. Although I will go ahead. I will. I will say, going back to uh, Will Sasso's character, Pete. I don't think Grace saying that uh, uh, getting some mind altering drugs constitutes a prescription. Yeah. What was that about? Uh, I don't know, but I. Th- think it breaks probably some ethics laws yeah i feel like it does go back down and get some mind-altering drug maybe she was that was the way for her to say that he was crazy i think that's probably it yes what what i guess like he must be on drugs because he saw the guy Uh, thought that a body got up and punched its way through a morgue wall he's one of them kids on the marijuana yes that apparently you can get from a hospital um i did like Actually, I'm sorry. I like the first Jelly Baby gag. Every, like, the next, like, 17 they did, I was like, all right, I'm over this. Yeah. Also, this movie had, like, seven different endings. It did. It kept ending, and I'm like, oh, so we're good? Oh, God, no, another one? I say seven is more like three or four. I would also like to say that this movie ends on a boing sound effect. (laughs) Yes, it does. Which is just pretty appropriate, I feel. (laughs) Boing, <laughs> and then the credits roll. Good goodness gracious, um, Taylor. I, I mean, would uh, let's talk about behind this behind the couch scale. It, would it be just like behind the couch so they don't have to watch it? 
<laughs> sort of, yeah. Nailed it. You definitely nailed it. I mean, really, this is one of those things where it's not really particularly scary. And, you know, maybe maybe after the kids are kind of steeped in Doctor Who lore, and it's, again, not because it's scary, but because there's just so many issues with canon. I don't want them watching this and going, oh, this is what Doctor Who's about? Yes. This yeah, isn't fair. What Absolutely. This is, like, if they never saw it, I'd be like, you're not missing anything. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, so, would any of us... I mean, Lauren, you just said you'd, prob- you'd probably watch this again. I mean, like... Unintentionally? Like, <laughs> drunk and on a microphone, I would oh. do it. Oh, so... You- Oh my goodness! Well, that would be fun. Uh, we, we I need would to figure... mystery science theater this at Gallifrey one. Yeah, why yes. has this not been mystery science? Well, it's eighty-eight minutes. That's why. That's probably why. But for evening programming, the last thing of the day, that would be amazing. Oh, we got to look into that that programming. Forgot oh yeah, about that. Spe- speaking of beers, did we miss it? I don't know. They said you still have six weeks or something like that. I can't oh. remember. Anyway. Yeah, I, I think they also said that late this week, I was almost hoping it would be in time for recording tonight, they would actually drop their first guest block. But just watch. It'll be tomorrow. It will be tomorrow. Without fail, uh, Lauren, whenever we record, the next day they drop <laughs> a bunch of Who News. Nice. Which is fine for the next, yeah. you know, episode. It's not, not yeah, a, we're just two weeks the, behind. Yeah, yeah, not half the presses anymore. It is not. So, um yeah, this was this was a this was something. But I like I said, if anything, it brought us Paul McGann who Big Finish was like, Hey, why don't you uh come on over here and record some stuff for us? Yep. And if that That's didn't sure. happen, we never would have got uh the eight the seven minute mini episode. Correct. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Sometimes you got to go through a not-so-great thing to get lots of great things. Absolutely. Don't we know it. Wow. Well, uh, that that was a thing. Yeah, it was. No matter how many times we revisit this, it always feels kind of weird. Honestly, I'm a little glad that the rest of the Eighth Doctor's run happened in big finish and stuff. Fair. But Snake Master Roberts uh, would have been pretty bonkers. No doubt. All right, well, let's grab the tracer and get the sucker converted. Nice, just one piece left. Well, two, but I need to 3D print one of them. Is that going to fit all right? We'll see. So next time, everyone, we are going to be watching The Caves of Adrazani, starring Peter Davidson as the Doctor, Nicola Bryan is Perry. Christopher Gable is, oh boy, Shazra's Jack. Shazra's Jack. Yeah. Written by Robert Holmes and directed by Graham Harper. Are you ready? For, are you ready for this? This is going to be like, you've, you've never seen Peter Davidson. No, I have listened to. Him a, on audio. Yes, I've listened to The Weeping Angel. Oh. And it was amazing. Oh, Taylor, have you heard that? I don't think I have. It's so good. I'll it's classic doctors and it. new monsters. Yes. Taylor, oh. Super good. that one is oh. amazing. Yeah. And it's like, how do you, oh. when I first heard about it, I'm like, how are they going to do the Weeping Angels justice strictly audibly? And they nailed it. Freaking nailed it. They nailed it. Oh, they man. did. I'm going to I'm so gonna have to look that up. It's really, really fun. But yes, this will be my first uh like episode yeah yeah very exciting the davison very exciting so i i 
I, I think, John, I just have to say, I, I think at some point, especially if there's some liquor involved, you just need to get her to watch Kinda as well. Oh, jeez. I don't know if, I, if we're ready for that. We'll see. Kinda is our benchmark of bunkers when it comes to Doctor Who. You know, we will, when we move, we will be living with uh, two, well, we will be living in the same complex as two Whovians. So oh, nice. Big Whovians. I, uh, I, I assume some nights will be classic Who nights. And I am excited oh. for that. But shout we, out to Brad and Athena. Yes. Speaking of that. Oh, nice. You have Lauren. You have something before we get to full plugs. Let's get get to uh, your plug that you need to let the people know about. Yes. Um. Uh, in a couple weeks, let me get the calendar up. Um, the sketch group Doctor Who, the Doctor Who sketch group Idiot's Lantern, will be going to San Diego WhoCon. And we will be uh, performing. We'll be there the October fifth and sixth. Uh, we'll be performing uh, a sketch show at six thirty on that Saturday night, and then uh, a shorter version of it at noon the next day. So uh, a bunch of uh, my favorite people from the troupe are coming down, and we're gonna have a great time. Should be great. Always, always awesome. a great show. Yes, and we'll be you know outside of our shows, we're gonna be floating around and going to panels and checking stuff out and really enjoying the con and the community so absolutely uh, if you guys are going down and listening come find us see the show and enjoy there you go so you can like us on facebook and follow us on twitter at the podcastica you can follow me on twitter at jp thrice and you can follow taylor on twitter at blue box ufo and you can follow lauren on twitter at bancroft b-a-n-c-r-o-f-f-e-d Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and also Spotify. Just search Podcastica, rate and review as well. And also subscribe to us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G. If it doesn't show up anywhere else, uh, it will show up on SoundCloud. I can tell you that much. Sometimes That's for sure. Sometimes we forget to put it uh, right away up in different places. But anyway, uh, head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com and buy some merchandise Buy some Podcastica merchandise. Uh, the future of time and space is female. Um, what else do we got, Taylor? Uh, the cool Podcastica logo shirt with the cartoon you and me on Yes. It. And you can get those in any s- sort of shirt form. You can get in a mug. You can get a tote bag. I don't know. Do whatever you want. NOTLG.spreadshirt.com. Uh, Patreon.com slash NOTLG. Uh, give monetarily if you can. Uh, we appreciate it. Keeps everything running over here. And last, but certainly not least, because it's the first thing you hear every podcast, we would like to give a shout-out to the Y-Axes. Uh, you can check them out, twitter.com slash the Y-Axes, facebook.com slash the Y-Axes. Uh, they, are all, they, like us, are also on Spotify. And you can check them out on Bandcamp. It's the theyaxes.bandcamp.com. Support them because they support us. And that is it for this episode. Guys, next week or two weeks from now, the caves of Adrazani. And we will talk to you guys then. See ya. See ya. Bye. I love that you scripted little babe. (laughs) I. You know, I know that he calls you that. <laughs> let's just let's let's just make it seem as accurate as possible. That was very funny because I I was like, ah, eh, Taylor's got this. I don't need to read through it. <laughs> very funny. All right, nah, here we go.